Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news i am your host mike c and we're back at it this week with another big show we got a lot to talk about this week but before we get to that let me first introduce my co-hosts first he finished seventh place in the 2019 cleveland naked bike ride Please say hello to Rich. I would have finished a lot sooner, a lot closer to one if it wasn't for the chafing. Just saying. Lots of that. Lots of chafing. I still actually, I'm still chafing from that event. And that that was like, it it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was was bad. It was bad. It looked like it was a good time. It was, uh, yeah. The after party was amazing. (laughs) You know, the Yankees were in town to play the Indians. That's right. Yeah. It was. I rode, I rode with a a naked, I I rode naked, but I did have a giant Yankee symbol painted on my buttocks. Because, you know, when you're standing up, all you can really see is the undershot, the undercarriage. Yeah. Sure. It's good stuff. I mean, it makes sense. The Y extended down, I'm just saying. I don't even know where to go from there. So, I mean, I guess we could introduce the other half of our team, the other the, the other third of our team. He's back in the studio this week. He is the former owner of 8122 <laughs> Production Studios. Let's have a warm welcome for Ron. What's happening? All right, so it's good to have you back this week, buddy. We yeah. missed you last week. There was a lot of weeping. Oh, I bet there was. So, a lot much, of so much weeping, I bet. I heard it on the podcast. Yeah, Rich had yeah. to console me for hours oh, yeah. after the show. Before and Rich, after. Rich was Before happy not seeing, not seeing me for a, for a day. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to uh, coach him through how we were going to make it through <laughs> to get to the promised land. All right, so let's kick off the news this week. I would say probably the biggest thing uh, that came about. We've been waiting forever for it, but uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on the Clownado again? Clown NATO, sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Shark House, was it? Was Shark that... House. I, I own Shark House. Yeah. We should actually review that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I just love to see it. Yeah. We, we should get together. We have to do that movie night we always yeah, talk about. We have to we get Shark plan House. Because the people from Shark House will be at Sci Fi Horror Fest with us, too. Yes. So maybe we, we definitely have to do it beforehand. We got to get them on our show. We should. I we think should. that we're going to be able to get a lot of podcasting coming, of coming into it. Also, the, oh, actually, the big news of the week, sorry, not to, not to bury your lead. The big news of the week is that Courtney Gaines is going to be at yes. Sci-Fi Horror Fest October 4th and 5th in Oneonta, New York, which we are, well, the Three Fat Nerds, plus, of course, Horror Zone 607, are sponsors of Media Row there. And if you go back to, I do believe it was episode two. Was it episode two It was our first one under the 8122 production. We have an interview second. from Scaricon yeah. with one Courtney Gaines. So hopefully we'll get another interview because he said, uh, they, the promoters told us he was excited to see us again. Yeah. So I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. He's our friend, and yes. uh, I think we should take him out for like chicken or something. After. We should, we should. I'll be probably staying in the same hotel as him. Yeah, because the Hampton Inn is also a sponsor of Sci-Fi Fest. <laughs> Sweet, putting him over. Yeah, fine. Sorry, that's, now, that's now we can jump into the news. Now that we kind of like well, went the off second the side biggest rails. story to come out this yeah. week in the horror horror uh, community. 
Um, the long-awaited trailer, if we can call it that, I guess it was more of a teaser trailer. A teaser. Um, I was expecting more from it, but Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. I mean, we're still far away out on it, so I wasn't expecting the world. I, I mean, I guess I was expecting more of a teaser for that. I mean, the fact that they did the little, like, we started with this, and then we went to this, and then we have this, this. And, and then it was a very brief this for what, you know, we came to see. Right. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that he stuck to, like, a teaser instead of just doing, like, burying the lead on, like some people do. But I, I could have used a little more. But once again, we're yeah. far out from that. I do believe Not September, really. October. September. Is yeah, he September? said it's going to be out in September. Um, he gave that information, although he doesn't have the exact release date yet. He did say the Captain Spaulding will be in it, and he also said he's not going to say how or why, but the movie does take place directly, like immediately following The Devil's Rejects. Um, intriguing. Yeah. That's very intriguing. So uh, I guess it was. Uh, he was quick to point out it's going to have all the bullet holes in them. Apparently, maybe they're they're dead, and it's some kind of a supernatural comeback that even the devil didn't want them. It'll be interesting. The second movie was called The Devil's Rejects. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'd be I'm intrigued. I'm even more intrigued now. Uh, I think that uh, that maybe that was the best way to do it with that teaser. Then because now we're just more intrigued. Yeah, I mean, Rob Zombie did promise. uh, There was an article I think that came out earlier today. Uh, Next week, he's promising a longer trailer. So maybe we'll get a little bit more information. Maybe every week leading into September, we'll just get a longer trailer. It'll and then be when you piece them all together, s- it'll be the whole movie. Yeah, it'll be 2.1 seconds longer every week. <laughs> and it'll start the same way. And so each week, it'll just add a little piece more right. of the new movie. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm game for that. That'd be something new, something different. Nobody's ever done that before. That they I have. Of. It would so be genius, really. It would be. It. So what? do it, Rob. Do it, damn it. I think they should. I think he should. All right, next up, uh, we got another trailer. Uh, Rich actually was kind enough to show us in the studio oh, yes. before the show. Uh, and I, I, you did send it to us individually uh, during the week, too. Uh, but we sent it to our, our little conversation. Yeah, yeah, we have a little chat room, and we send each other you know, horror movie news. And, 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 uh, and of course, nude pics, let's be nude honest. Nude pics, yes. A lot of, lot of boob shots from uh, these guys. So, uh, <laughs> not the boob shots you necessarily want, but the ones you get, Mike. Right. It makes me giddy every time. I'm <laughs> so, uh, another trailer of a movie called Deep Murder. It's yes. be coming out two days. Well, today again, we always uh, record our show well, on a Wednesday, but usually, we're just usually, out, be... usually, I put this. I try to put this out Wednesday night now. Right. So yeah, we can say Wednesday, Thursday. When but, you probably hear it is probably Thursday yeah. more accurately. But this Friday, June fourteenth, this movie will be releasing on demand and on other streaming services. So yeah, check it out. Uh, it's called uh, Deep Murder. Uh, the the trailer is phenomenal. <laughs> it really uh, is. It looks it looks like seventies porn. Uh, Jerry O'Connell's in it. And he has the nice little Van Dyke going on, which is it's kind of strange to me. But uh, it, it basically like has that eight. Well, I don't know seventies. I would say eighties. It has that eighties feel yeah, to it. Eighties yeah. graphics. It says when a soft core porn turns into hardcore events. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just going to be a real cheesy fun watch. But it, it's definitely yeah. a slasher movie. Uh, probably a comedic slasher movie uh, is what I get out of the trailer. Did you ever see the movie The Final Girls? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I kind of got that kind of a vibe, but a more adult, yeah, sleazier version of it. I don't know if there's going to be a ton of nudity in it. There might be, there might be You're some. Right. I mean, Jerry O'Connell is definitely. Uh, well, you see him dead in the trailer, so it's not really a. a, a a surprise. Right. I don't know how much airtime he gets. Well, I think he's uh, probably the biggest star in the movie. But he's definitely the biggest <laughs> star in the movie. probably got 15 minutes with him. 
But hey, listen, you're pulling the uh, Drew Barrymore and Scream. You never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to see this one. This will be a one that I'll be, maybe I'll keep an eye on, and uh, hopefully in the near next couple of weeks, maybe give a little review ski on it. You know, kind of, kind of, it'd be a fun watch. I think it just looks that way. I, it we, we could be completely wrong, but I don't know. This one, I think you you see what you're gonna get. I right, think it's just a fun. It could be return to sleepaway camp bad for all we know. But I don't know. Well, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be only because. I think it's comedic. Yeah. It's it's portraying itself as a very comedic light, so it can't be that bad of a return to sleepaway camp because that was trying to be serious. <laughs> yeah, I just found out, not to change subjects here and talk about that movie because I don't want to give it... I still want my three ninety nine that I spent on demand <laughs> for that when I got it 11 years ago. I just found out yesterday that that movie was filmed near here. It was filmed in Hancock, New York. Really? Yeah, I, I had no know. idea. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they want their money back for them filming it here. <laughs> As they should. Maybe that's why we didn't know, because they're like, just ex-nay on the where you film day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's bad. I, that was a good movie. But I think this one's more of tongue-in-cheek. So yeah. I like fun tongue-in-cheek horror movies, especially fun tongue-in-cheek slasher films. I think this will be a, a fine watch. Check out the uh, trailer, because it, it's, it's, it's a worth The it trailer, if you don't want to watch the movie, the trailer is definitely worth a watch. It is worth it is definitely worth it. And, you know, while we're at it, I've talked about it on the show before. Check out The Final Girls. Great movie. Good Check stuff. it out sometime. Good stuff. That's actually it. a really good movie. That's an amazing movie. That was one that went direct to video, and that, what a, that's criminal. Uh, you know what? I like, I think I like, nowadays I like it better when horror movies go straight to streaming, straight to, to DVD. Yeah, because I think they, I feel like they're better. I feel like there's no pressure to make money. I feel like that's how we're going to get better sequels. I feel like if Brightburn went right to VOD, uh, then it would we wouldn't even be worried about a sequel coming. Right. Out. We would just get a sequel. Yeah. My opinion, the three best horror movies anyway uh, that have ever gone straight to video, Trick or Treat, Behind the Mask, and The Final Girls. That's my opinion. I, I, I could see all that. Movies. I mean, maybe we should do a. Maybe we should all compile a list in the next few weeks and give all of ours. Because I'm sure there's other ones out there. But I, I like that list. That's a good. Man. That's a good list to start with. That <laughs> is. It's uh, tough to top. It is. All right. So the other really big news uh, that came out about a week ago, right after we did our show. Um, I don't think it's really surprising news, but the DC streaming service has already canceled Swamp Thing, and it happened less than a week after they released it. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The story that came out is supposedly they didn't get all their tax credit from, so, right. from North Carolina. So. Alle- allegedly. 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 Uh, reporters from North Carolina are saying that in the North Carolina papers they were reading, was they filmed in North Carolina, that North Carolina was going to give them $14 million to film there. And because of some kind of oversight by the council, uh, they were only able to give them like $14 million. And uh, they spent $80 million on season one. And they thought that they were only spending $40 million. So that's what their excuse is. Although it's, it's... doing fine as far as the first few episodes that have come out uh people really like it yeah i'm hearing uh, good things about it and it's looking like uh netflix or somebody might swoop in let's hope so because i know a lot of people comic book fans in particular are very upset about this they they seem to like it ron, ron, no. ron i know ron was uh, looking forward to this show oh, have you yeah, watched yeah. it yet i haven't watched it yet but i wait until all of them are until they're all there so this them doing it once a day once a week is mm-hmm. stupid yeah dc universe only does <laughs> it's it. so tv yeah they yeah. do they do it like tv release on dc universe uh, for some reason especially with what they're charging come on oh i know i'm with you that's, I'm, that's I'm, ridiculous I'm especially you. when there was people who this was one of the ones when they said this is what we're going to open with they're like we're going to open with titans the live action titans awesome which is so good we're going to open with doom patrol 
awesome and people like both of them we're gonna you know and then we're gonna lead into swamp thing and this harley quinn animated show and young justice season three and etc etc so they built this hype train up like okay when we launch we have all this cool product because they do they have the batman movies yeah. are on there uh you have the superman superman movies, movies are, on there. are on there all the animated movies oh, are on there except for the the two uh, the two the newest ba- the, the batman and turtles one isn't on there yet. okay well yeah that just came out though yeah. so give it time it'll be probably on there so like all this stuff is on there that's cool and we're launching with these cool but the reason to get is these cool shows we're gonna have right titans doom patrol swamp thing i remember seeing the damn graphics and that's how they portrayed it so now you're taking one of those pillars and then the the animated ones so young justice and harley quinn so you're taking out of those five original pillars that people got excited about you're automatically like okay we're gonna give you the whole 10 10 episode season and then we're gonna take it away from you well i thought i read something somewhere and i can't remember who it was but there was some other company like a parent company to the to the streaming service is like talking about restructuring already they're trying to like combine it into what they already have by warner brothers correct yeah i do believe they're still owned by warner brothers i can't remember what it was it might have been a warner brothers some streaming service was talking about already restructuring it and taking away that and making it like a subcategory on some other streaming service well warner media is uh, tentatively thinking about launching their own streaming service maybe that's what it was Uh, i I know i read something about it. currently right now warner brothers parent company of course is warner so warner media currently has like for the wrestling nerds who listen to 3fn wrestling thank you if you don't it's, it comes out every th- late thursday early friday uh so uh you know and not to interrupt you i think it might have had something to do with at&t because they bought but yeah they're they in, bought they, time yeah warner they're into time yeah yeah they bought so, so yeah, AT&T is the parent AT&T. company. but still warner's warner media which is owned by at&t anyways they own like for wrestling and this is where it's coming in br live which is a bleacher report has mm-hmm. a streaming site br live they do all the streaming for aew which is signed a deal with warner media to be on tnt in the fall right uh, that's the second largest wrestling company in the states when it launches fully uh so they have a deal there so what warner media has been talking about is hey why don't we just take everything and put it together you know to combat like the disney pluses and the right. netflixes and you know etc of the world uh hulu of course which you can tie in with disney plus because that's really what i mean pretty soon you're going to be able to have probably i would think a package with disney plus hulu and espn plus right which gives you everything you've ever wanted because it gives you the ufc it gives you you know the rated r stuff on hulu and it gives you disney plus for only your liver and your kidney Mind you, well, no, actually, they're they're real low priced. Is it really? Like, uh, Disney Plus is what eight nine? No, six ninety nine. Is that all? Six ninety nine. I figured they were going to just take over the world. And they were talking about doing for fifteen ninety nine. There is a rumor. This is just rumor now. Doing all of those streaming services together: Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN that's Plus a deal. for fifteen ninety nine. So that's the same price is. that you pay for Netflix pretty soon would be the you get three streaming services. Right. So everybody else is trying to gear up to take on Disney because Disney's the monster on the block. I mean, come on, they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, they own you know their own property. They own Twentieth Century Fox. Like they are the big muscle. Like right. they gobble up IPs. Not to mention because of the Fox deal. Because uh, Fox didn't realize that you know the simpsons was 20th century fox's property and not just fox's property they own the simpsons which technically is what the second biggest ip that they own like that's ridiculous so like like they own everything they there's really not much ip they don't own right and so now everybody's trying to combat that in ways and i know that there's a talk of like cinemax showtime and hbo joining forces to do some kind of streaming service with their combined power to go up against some of these other streaming sites, it's it's strange. It's strange. It's a strange world. I mean, I think they should just leave it how it is with this because they have everything on here. They got Lo- you know Lois and Clark, the new Adventure Superman. They got everything from Super Friends. 
to Teen Titans to The Batman, Justice League, the Green Lantern series that died off soon, all the way down to the the pilot episode for Aquaman from when it was CW. It was Smallville when they tried to get that off. Is Batman the Animated Series on there? Yeah, Batman the Animated Absolutely. Series. Greatest cartoon ever. It's also on Amazon. It, Legends of the I have them all on DVD. But yeah, <laughs> Legends of the Superheroes from so 1979. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, the Batman's on here. Batman Beyond's on here. Uh, and then you got comic. You can read comics. Yeah, you can read comics on this. In this <laughs> I don't know. So Interesting. It, it's it's worth it. Just what with that. And then I'm just trying to push it into other things is what's... Yeah. Well, uh, one more piece of DC news before I think we're going to take a break. Um, it was announced today that Sci-Fi is actually developing a new Lobo series. Yes. Uh, of course, Lobo is uh, most recently on... Krypton. Krypton, Which yeah. is also season one. You can binge watch on DC. Oh, yeah. You can watch it on DC Universe. Yeah. It's also on Sci-Fi if you want. Yep. Season two should be starting soon-ish. I yeah. don't know. I think probably in the fall. Is it the fall or is it the summer? I've been seeing commercials for it. But I, I think, think it's the summer. summer. I think it started. I might have. I think it's summer. Anyways, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I forget. I forget. I, I thought it looked amazing. I it just why. I, I felt. I don't know. I felt the same way oh, about it premieres Krypton. tonight. Oh, it premieres okay, tonight. Yeah, okay, yeah. even better. So I feel like I feel this way about the reason why I'm not totally in this because I feel the same way about Gotham as I do about Krypton. Like your Superman story without Superman, just like a Batman story without Batman. Kind of, I'm not in. But I, I mean, I like I, th- I like the look of it. Lobo looks cool. Uh, Brainiac looked cool in season one. So the fact that they're thinking about throwing in uh, Lobo. I'll have to check it out. I haven't watched it, so. Um, but yeah, it does look cool. I mean, yeah. it, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be like. Was basically like Gotham, which I loved. Yeah. I know you weren't. That's as fine. Big it's a fan fine. Everybody, everybody has their picks, man. Right. I, I don't judge anybody for it. But uh, yeah, Lobo. If you don't know how he fits in with Finn the Horror, Lobo is kind of like a werewolf in a way. Uh, he's a man that is also a Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I'm trying to go simplistic. Yeah. Rod, do you want to dive deeper into it? Yeah. He's just a bounty hunter and a space bounty hunter, basically, and he's a he's kind of Deadpoolish with yes. his re- healing factors. So it's and that's with the name and yeah, stuff they give him kind of like yeah they kind of tease like it's it that's how it fits into the horror comic realm. If yeah, you will. yeah, it's he's he just goes around and he just fights everybody and <laughs> and now he's uh, directly in the DC Black Label, which is the adult versions yeah. of DC Comics, which they have some cool stuff coming out the under Black Label, so it's yeah. good stuff. Uh, so if you if you like, because like Marvel has always had a uh, darker edge to it. What do they call the new Marvel one? It used to be... Um, there was Marvel Knights for a while, it, and there yeah, was... They, uh, they keep changing it. I know. Because I remember when it was Marvel Knights, and then there was uh, Marvel Uncensored, for a little bit, there was a couple. There was a couple weird. They keep once again Marvel before Disney took over, and even slightly like Disney's tried to streamline everything. But before Disney took over, they would change their stuff all the time. Whereas DC's pretty, pretty. Across the board. Well, yeah, that's the one thing about DC Comics. Like they're, they're, they just keep okay. We have this and this. There you go. Because because yep. it used to be variant. And, yeah, and then and, once they and then, then now they want the black label, and so that's fine. Now you now in Marvel, it's Marvel, and then it had Marvel. Well, I forget what it was. It was the, it was Marvel Knights was the bar because that was Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider, Punisher, Punisher Moon Knight, Knight, yeah, all those uh, characters. Deadpool, that, yeah. And so I I think it's I think it's still sticking with the Knight. Might be. There there was kind of it was kind of just a, it's just a weird thing with Marvel they changed it. But uh, DC the the Black Label is great. Like he said, it used to be Variant Comics, uh, which was owned by DC, and then they just decided, hey. Uh, let's not have two different names. We'll just go to DC Black. And uh, underneath DC Black is a lot of your horror ones. Swamp things actually under DC Black these days. What uh, about the new Deceased? No, the Deceased comics. Yeah, they that... aren't under. Uh, they're not under Black. 
Those are actually under just the regular DC brand, and it's fun. It's kind of like uh, I've been reading uh, some of it up. I haven't. Uh, there's only two books out, and it's a six-book run. Uh, yeah. I'll do a full review when they all come out, give everybody time to read it. But so far, so good. It's kind of their version of, t- to an extent, I know it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of their version of uh, Marvel Zombies. So what happens when uh, the DC Universe gets kind of t- twisted on end where the superheroes become kind of... And they're not zombies in this. They're more like they they become kind of like some of them have like vampiristic powers. Everyone has different powers, but it's like space on supernatural uh, beings. The cool part is, uh, and I'm gonna get it framed and hang it in the studio. Is uh, the cover for variant for the second one, the second variant, is a Nightmare on Elm Street esque with Poison Ivy and Batman. Yeah, it looks so it looks awesome. like the poster from the first Nightmare on Elm Street, only with Batman is like the outline of what Freddy would be, and Poison Ivy takes the the place of Nancy and has the same tagline only. You know, if 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 Ivy doesn't sleep or if Ivy falls asleep, she'll never wake up. Is the tagline underneath it? So oh, it's 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 really kind yeah. of like a cool throwback. And they've done each each one is going to have a variant that's horror. And I'm trying to get a hold of all the variants because uh, I might do a little montage in here because I, it touches base on everything we do, whether it's Three Fat Nerds or Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven, mixing the nice comics and you know together. I put them right above the window. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Because you put all six up there with them. Yeah, room. that'd be amazing. So I need to get I need to get the first variant because I missed that one. But I'm sure when the next time I go to New York City, I'll have no problem finding it at uh, Midtown Comics. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, it's so far so good. Like I said, I'll do a full review. I'll give everybody time to come out. It is cool if you like uh, horror movies and you like comics. It's actually a really cool mixture. Like I said, I compare it to Marvel Zombies in a nice way. It's not exactly the same, but it's kind of the same concept where things are just getting flipped upside down. Nice. All right. Uh, well, as always, check us out on Facebook at HorrorZone607. And check us out on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more news we're going to go over. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be right back with all that. You're listening to Horror Zone 607. back to the zone and uh we have a little bit more news for you uh especially uh this week is a big week for all the nerds out there because e3 is still going on and we've got some horror news out of e3 as a couple of uh survival horror games have been announced uh first of which and i think the biggest announcement of all would be the blair witch game coming very soon to xbox is uh confirmed so far i'm not sure if anybody else is on board PC. it's also gonna be on pc okay uh and there's a trailer online and it it's creepy it looks awesome dude <laughs> it looks I like you're right in the movie that they have not done this sooner oh neither can i 20 years since that movie came out we've gotten two sequels to it 
and no video game, not like this. No, no, I, I, I don't think there's been a game at all. I don't think no. uh, if there was, there was. I don't remember. This looks awesome. There was no game. I mean, I think this is after the Friday the 13th game came out and worked, and then. Yeah, Days Gone is working. You well, know, I was other. gonna say, I think all the survival horror movies yeah. or horror games, like you know, yeah, with them, with the, with the intrusion of them, right? That'd be like, okay, what properties can we use? Yeah, yeah. and this fits right into their things. That's why I said survival horror is becoming good. I mean, Alien Isolation came out and it was yeah. good. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dead by Daylight. Um, there's there's been a lot of like Dead, Dead by Daylight is supposed to be really good. Yeah, there's been a lot of cool ones out there, and I, I think they're just kind of capitalizing on all of that to go in a, like between horror and survival horror games. Uh, I mean, I I I've played most of them. I mean, I, I'm still playing the Friday the Thirteenth game, even though it's fell out of popularity. But actually, it's come back. There's been a little resurgence of the Friday is the Thirteenth game. Yeah, people uh, are playing. I'll the long one. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and you got a lot more single player stuff and stuff like that now. They were able to add all that in now that they can't add content because of the damn lawsuit. Uh, at least we've got other forms that they could do. Uh, also, uh, you know, the Dead by Daylight kind of the same kind of philosophy. The only thing I like better about Friday the Thirteenth than I like about Dead by than Dead by Daylight is the uh, uh, the killer. When you're the killer in Dead by Daylight, it's in first person. I like being third person. Like I like seeing that I'm Jason. And especially in Dead by Daylight, where you have Freddy Krueger, uh, soon to be Ghostface, because that's one of the new things coming out. Is Ghostface is the new uh, adding in, and also Sidney Prescott. Uh, you know, you also have Michael Myers, and then all the other original ones that they have. Like, they, there's a good list of people on there, and I would like to see them instead of just seeing like when you're Freddy, you can just see the claw go. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that when I played it. Friday the Thirteenth, mm. I got bored of it very quickly because it's just not my kind of game. But the graphics are great, the gameplay's great. Um, Dead by Daylight, I thought it was real choppy and cheap looking. I wasn't a big fan of that. Great concept, but I just yeah. didn't like it. But, um, very similar games. But, I mean, when you go into it, this is more like your survival horror games that we have out there. And, uh, yes. The trailer made it kind of look a little bit like um, Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Which yeah. was an amazing game. I yeah, just you're going to be like that. that recently. And, oh, such a great game. Also, to that vein, actually more of a... I don't know. I, I think this would be, it'd be more of a... A game that uh, is is more psychological, but more, same with as Resident Evil's uh, game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, that also premiered at E3. It looks amazing. It looks like there's these light samurai things that, and people are just falling, like disappearing, like Thanos. Only their clothes don't disintegrate. So, kind of the fixed version of Thanos. And uh, it looks like you're trying to survive and not disappear. Uh, it, it looks really cool. Uh, that, that also is getting a lot of wind at E3. And, of course, uh, uh, what's the... Dying Light 2 is also oh, coming right. out. That's, that's also announced. I'm like, I'm no, no, I was drawing a blank on Dying Light 2. But, yeah, Dying Light 2 is finally announced and finally coming out. So we're going to be getting that game as well. So a lot of the horror gaming news coming out of E3, which is... Uh, a surprise, but not a surprise. Like you said, Ron, there's a lot of success in the horror genre and gaming now. Uh, so I'm not surprised, but I'm also surprised that they they unleashed it at E3 because a lot of times at E3 they don't talk about these things. Right. A lot of times they're just like, eh, it's the like just like in movies, it's like the bastard child to the corner, you know. Yeah, but I mean, what else? What else are you gonna really put it? There's really not nothing else really coming out. Yeah. I have a feeling oh, that nothing Blair else Witch coming game. out on E3. <laughs> that Blair Witch game is going to no, be good. Like overall, I mean, Nintendo shook the the foundation for not showing up as a platform. They shook the foundation. We'll talk about it next week on Three Fenders because it came out after this week's podcast. But Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel, plus uh, the remake of uh, another Legend of Zelda, plus Banjo Kazooie and 
Smash Bros. They got yeah, a lot of news. Dragon Quest, yeah, the download Dragon Quest character hero yep, yep. from yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, Legend of Zelda. I'm over with, dude. I'm done. That's that's you. I'm done. For, for those of us who still like Nintendo, we're not uh, over. It. It's like, fun. Uh, Breath of the Wild was one of the best. Games I'll, put, I'll put the best one in Link of the Past in my old Nintendo and play that. Ocarina of Time is mine. So. Uh, so once one again, there like Breath Breath of the Wild was an amazing game. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. Open world Zelda game, amazing game. And you can play. And when we complain about games being too short, you could play that game for hundreds of hours and still not get, accomplish everything. Wow, it's crazy. But uh, Mike, I, I hear you had some breaking news before I continue on. Yeah, some breaking news this afternoon. It came out right before we uh, started recording today. Um, the company called BN Media Group. Uh, they actually own. The Miramax property right now, which was formerly owned by Bob and Harvey Weinstein, um, they are going to be selling up to 50% of Miramax. So this could have a huge impact somewhat on Halloween as well, because it might make it easier for sequels to come out. But the Scream series also. Uh, Jason Blum's ears just tingled and he bought it already. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, if, if Blumhouse doesn't buy this, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I would be too. I, 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 if, as soon as they announced it was first sale, I'm sure Jason Blum made a check and said, here. <laughs> I'm being serious because yeah. he's already talked about rebooting Scream. He's yeah. already done the reboot of, of, of Halloween. Blumhouse will buy Miramax. Yeah. That'll be it. And he'll have the properties and then he can do what he wants. And I don't even think there's a hands down unless somebody outbids him and I doubt that. After that whole Halloween stuff, I'm right. sure that Blumhouse will pull together whatever they need to put it together. And Blumhouse has some pretty deep connections to some other major companies. Yeah. So I'm sure that uh, they will have no problem coming up with funds. Yeah, it'd be interesting. So I, I would assume that we will hear probably next week we'll be reporting that Blumhouse is the new owner of Miramax. <laughs> Let's or hope so. Owner. Because, I, like I said, I don't think they're going to lose the properties they want to make. They've already said that they wanted to, to reboot Scream and, and start it over, although they were going to use the... His idea was to use the original cast still to restart right. and then kind of like pass the baton. And we've already seen the rest, they've already restarted Halloween and there's a sequel already in the works. So, right. therefore, you know they're not going to let this go away. I don't think you're going to see it fall off their plate because if they had their choice, they would probably buy Friday the 13th now and get us all out of this. Right. Which that would probably be the. I've, I've said it before. We need to kind of like get that going. Maybe on the, on the internet, whatever. Pound it out if you're listening to this to get Blumhouse or whoever's backing them to just somehow just throw money at Victor Miller and everybody. If we throw enough money at both sides, maybe we can just buy the property from all of them. Yeah. I'm just saying that if, if it's only about money, let's find out what the number is and just get that dollar amount because you're going to make that money back. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, Blumhouse has, you know, ties to Universal. Right. Uh, and so it wouldn't be a shock to me if they didn't dig deep and do something like that. Yeah, I believe he's I, also said in the past, too, he's trying to get a hold of uh, Texas Chainsaw. Absolutely. Which would be amazing after the direction that that's gone. Mm-hmm. I, so. I, he wants all of it. And yeah. he's even going to be heading up the relaunch of the uh, Universal Dark Universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's already been put out there that he they're gonna let him take it over as I, we I think we reported on this show even yeah. that the first one up was the Invisible Man right? the Invisible Man's first one up so Blumhouse is already like I said deep pockets they're in with Universal yeah. that's where they were before and I'm sure that they will be partial owners of Miramax and I'm sure that going forward they will also probably be trying to get their hands on any IP they can in the horror world which can, I would I I I say take it because a lot of it's been mismanaged. Hence yeah. why we have no Friday the 13th movie other than fan films. Can you imagine the shared universe that they could have? The movie, the the Avengers-esque movie that they could have if they had, say, Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of the original dark 
Dark Universe, you the, know, the movies only... from Universal. Uh, can you imagine the the what they could do? I, I don't know that I'd want to personally see that because I prefer individual movies. It would be but awesome. Can you imagine that? But the problem's going to run into New Line. Because New Line, out of all those, is not selling. No. And New Line owns the properties of someone. However, there was talks. And they do. They have Nightmare. There was that. I was going to say, there was those talks, though, that uh, Jason Blum was interested in doing a remake of uh, Nightmare. And right. that they were on board, possibly. And kind right. of like that Spider-Man is owned by Sony and Marvel makes their movies. Right. And uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I assume that if... I put it this way. If the next few Blumhouse productions come out to what they've come out to... Then absolutely, that's going to happen. Yeah. If they do the numbers or are relatively close to the numbers that Halloween did, it's happening. You, right. He'll get whatever property he wants because what studio is going to turn down making money hand over fist? Right. It doesn't happen. The only people doing that are the got people who own uh, Friday the Thirteenth because they keep it fighting about it, right. which is ridiculous. Once again, somebody just needs to swoop in and say, "Hey, I'm going to leave this here. Write the number that it takes that that you would split." That we could just take the property so at least somebody who is interested in making movies could do a movie. Right. Like, that's maybe what somebody needs to do and the fans need to come down harder on all parties involved. Maybe. I understand. Because it's kind of it's kind of shitty that, that everything's getting a re, everything's getting rebooted. Everything's having another day in the sun. And the one biggest franchise that everybody obviously wants to see because we, we keep talking about the awesome fan films that are coming out. Yeah. Moose Jaws. Which, by the way, <laughs> Lar Park Lincoln and Adrian King have now joined 13 Fanboy. Exactly. More news once that came again, out today. Once again. And we keep, we keep plugging these things because they look awesome. And why aren't we getting an awesome real Friday the 13th right. reveal? Because... People are fighting about. I'm kind of surprised the 13 fanboy is more of just a fan film with the cast that that is putting together. Listen, man, sounds like a major release. Fan films, as you know, have come a long way, man. They have. They're casted now. I mean, there's there there. Some of these fan films are made in the tunes of millions of dollars. Yeah, but that's like not even a fan film at this point. I mean, that thing has got that's got some major funding behind it to get the actors that they've gotten. No, or it's. Or it's the actors coming in saying, hey, let's keep hey, this let's alive keep going, yeah. while this stuff is going. See, the nice part about a franchise like that, and Ron, I think we can all attest this, is that you feel linked to that franchise. So you'll come yeah. and do stuff. I.E., think about it, Johnny Depp came back to Nightmare on Elm Street even. Yeah. I mean, I know that brings us back into Freddy's Dead, which we always <laughs> we always get back there somehow on this show. But he came back. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's just something that happens in horror. I, I really think that people like to pay homage yeah. to where they came from, especially if there was a break. And that's the way a lot of people in the Nightmare series and the Friday the 13th series look at it. They look at each other like family. We know from me doing the interview at Scarecon last year where I did the Nightmare on Elm Street panel, they weren't even in the same movies. They didn't act together at all, but they all consider themselves family because they're part of the Nightmare on Elm Street family. Right. They're all Freddy's kids, as they say, yeah. because they were in those movies and they take pride in it. And anybody yeah. who's ever been in them, they all get along and they take pride in that. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's something and it's the same in the Friday the 13th. So it's not hard to get some of those people in because they're probably taking a big time, massive pay cut. If some of them are probably not even taking any pay at all. They're just saying, hey, I want to I want to add something to it because they know that the legacy is going to go to crap while they're fighting in court about it. Right. We need to put something out for the fans. Right. And that, it's great because we got about six or seven of them coming out that all look good, by the way. They do. They all look good. Voorhees looks good. 13 Fanboy looks good. We know we're getting Friday a sequ- the 13 Vengeance. Vengeance, yep. We're getting. We're also getting a sequel to Never Hike Alone, as we know. Yeah. This is going to feature you know Tommy Jarvis. It's good stuff. We're getting some really cool stuff from filmmakers that wouldn't normally get an opportunity to make one of these movies. So I guess at the same point, Juncture, it sucks to not see the big screen version. 
it's kind of cool that we're going to get to see some new ideas. Because, I mean, Vengeance is taking Friday the 13th in a whole other direction. Yeah, uh, it's going to have Elias. Th- yeah. Voorhees in it. Play- no, no, that's, that's Voorhees that has Elias. Vengeance is the one that has the uh, girl. It kind of looks like uh, Last House on the Left, if you will. The girls get kidnapped. Those people are trying to make it. I thought the Vengeance was the sequel to um, Part 6. No, that was Voorhees. I'm confused now. There's too many of them. There's too many. Yeah, maybe we got it wrong. <laughs> but anyways, because uh, I, I do believe it's Voorhees, because the Voorhees one has Voorhees across, and it has the Elias's face and Jason's See, mask. Yeah, I thought that was Vengeance. I, it's I, just I'm too pretty, many. I, it's just too many. It's I'm too pretty many. sure it was Voorhees. Maybe they're all going to be one movie, and we'll just be a big <laughs> surprise. But you know, well, either way, it's a good thing if we're getting I'm confused. Not 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 for the creators. Watch both of them, because yeah, they're both look good. One of them is kind of like a Last House on the Left vibe, where it looks like J- Jason is the Avenger. And right. the other one is is continuing the storyline from part six, where you have you know the father of Jason coming back to town, played by C.J. Graham, who played Jason, Jason yeah. in part six. And then of course you know you go into thirteen fanboy members of the Friday the Thirteenth family are getting murdered. It's not yeah. even Jason, yeah, but it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. Awesome of course, never concept. hike alone. We're gonna get to see Tommy Jarvis versus Jason Voorhees again. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Too. Full on drag out fight of the century <laughs> in an MMA cage with Bruce Buffer announcing in a steel cage it's in a ladder match but yeah sure uh, so I got a couple more things here um, escape room news uh, there's going to be a sequel coming out uh, but the release date was pushed back from April 17th of 2020 to August 14th of 2020 so it's going to take a little bit longer before we get to see the sequel to escape room yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it's still coming out. I mean, it made over a hundred hundred million dollars. Uh, so yeah, there's there was no doubt it was coming out. They announced it right after it made a hundred million dollars. So I think the pushback is probably for a better time of year. Yeah, let's be honest. I think that's probably a good move. It's April to August. August is starting to get closer to that fall season. Yeah, it's a good move. I think it's a good, good move. move. Uh, I know you had some more streaming service news. Uh, yeah, we have uh, announcing this week that Steven Spielberg looks like he is coming back to the world of creepy and super scary because uh, he's going to be on a Quabby. Is that how we decide? Yeah. Quibby? Quibby. Quibby. Quibby is how we're going to say it. Sorry if we were wrong. Uh, of course, Quibby is uh, being d- done by uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. It's going to be an on-demand service. Uh, he's, Katzenberg was a former partner with Spielberg and DreamWorks, and he said that in a news release the Spielberg, Spielberg has written four or five chapters of a 10 to 12 uh, chapter uh, weekly episodic kind of uh, scary show. It's going to be, they're going to be about 15 minute long uh, because everything on Quibi is is like five to 15 minutes long. It's like short films and such. Uh, so it, the, the catch to this and the interesting catch to this is that Spielberg wants Quibi subscribers to only be able to watch it at midnight. So they're going to do something in their system where you can only watch this show at midnight. So from midnight to one or whatever, you can binge watch, and then you can't watch anymore. Uh, it's kind of a neat little gimmick. I, I've never yeah. seen something like that before. It, I also think it, Definitely it could also hurt, hurt it a little bit, but who knows? Uh, Quibi, for all of you interested, is launching in the U.S. on April 6, 2020, and it'll cost $4.99 a month. Uh, they do have, uh, they're, they're pushing out a $1 billion in content uh, for launch. And everything is, uh, actually, sorry, I lied. Everything is somewhere between seven to ten minutes long. So they have 25 to 35 is the demographic they're going for, 7 to 10 minutes long on everything. Uh, and they have a show coming out that they've already announced called uh, Hashtag Free Ray Sean, and it stars uh, Stephen James and Lawrence Fishborn. Nice. Uh, and uh, so good cast. So I, I look forward to seeing some stuff there. So uh, get on them and keep your eye out for Quibi coming out next year. 
Uh, also, uh, Netflix has announced that Love, Death, and Robots is getting uh, season two. If you guys don't know what that is, then I don't know. I know <laughs> that it was a, it's a really good show. Uh, this year was 18 episodes. Uh, don't don't worry, they're not hour long episodes. They're about 15 minutes, and they're all animated. Uh, a lot of them deal with uh, horror and sci-fi. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good watch. It's um, the first one was that really got me. It's just three robots walking around a apocalyptic city hmm. and they're just talking about it <laughs> and, <laughs> that's it and then you meet the cats over cat overlords at the end <laughs> it's actually worth that that, that one alone's worth a watch by itself yeah there it's, you like, go. it's like 10 minutes huh. there, there's a bunch that are like five there's a there, there's one about yogurt that takes over the world it's about six minutes long worth interesting the watch. worth a watch <laughs> yeah huh. so i yeah. mean they list them at 15 minutes but some of them are only five minutes yeah, some are so 10 minutes but they're a little short animated stuff and not for Kids, there's nudity, <laughs> there's sex, there's nudity, there's it goes all the way through the line. So, okay, so, yeah, it's gotten rave reviews yeah, on yeah. Netflix. Season one has, so it's no surprise we're getting a season two. But Netflix has confirmed season two will come next year. So, uh, for all those fans, if you didn't have not watched it yet, uh, Ron puts a stamp of approval no, on I, Watch Love, Death, and Robots right now. Season one is streaming on Netflix. Uh, then that brings us to some Shutter news to end out this news format. This is kind of fun. Mike, give us the details about the Shutter news. Yeah, so Cranked Up and Shutter are presenting an event called An Evening of Nightmares. Uh, it's going to be coming up uh, this Thursday, uh, June fourth. Excuse me, Friday, June fourteenth. Um, it's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth in Los Angeles. Um, basically, it's going to be showing, and they have this wrong on here, so I, I'm, I'm reading this article off of here. It says Thursday, June 14th. It would be Friday, June it's Friday, 14th. June 14th. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, but basically, they're going to be showing three movies. Uh, it's going to be a triple feature hosted by legendary horror filmmakers. Uh, 5.30 p.m., One of the Dead. 7.05 p.m., the cult classic Sleepwalkers. And, of course, at 8.40 p.m., Piranha, which was directed by the great Joe Dante. And uh, from ten to ten, from uh, ten ten p.m. till ten thirty p.m., there's also going to be a QA with the directors of all three movies, including nice. Joe Dante. Oh, that's awesome! You get a chance to, uh, to maybe ask a question to Joe Dante. Exactly. So it sounds like a cool event. So those of you that are in the Los Angeles area or are going to be traveling there, check and, it out. And let's be honest: the reason that I wanted this brought up in the news because I, I definitely picked this to be brought <laughs> up in the news is because when are we going to ever get a chance to talk about the cinematic classic <laughs> <laughs> that is Sleepwalkers ever again? It took till today. I was today old when I learned that they were supposed to be vampires. Yes, me too. <laughs> Oh, I, I, was, I thought the same thing with cat people. Well, cat, rat people. I they, thought rat people because, of course, the cats attacked them. But uh, you had a good point about that, Ron. Well, I thought it was they were cat people. That's why all the cats showed up. But it's actually because if you go into the deep lore of vampire, uh, it is vampires don't get don't like cats for some reason. And vice versa. And vice versa. And the cats are and not that scared. might play in one of the episodes of Love, Death, and Robots, people. Just saying. Uh, but coming <laughs> but, back, coming back into that, though... Uh, it makes sense because in the movie the cat attacks yes. uh, the one, and then at the end, the cat, well, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. say, well, there's not like a spoiler alert for a movie from 1992, and plus it's a crap movie. Uh, at the end, the cats get a nice little meal. Yep, a nice little meal. That's a little uh, ending <laughs> uh, teaser for you guys if you've never seen Sleepwalkers before. And if you've never seen Sleepwalkers before, count yourself amongst the lucky. Because <laughs> the fact that the fact that they call that movie a cult classic, and the fact that there's people who actually like that movie, I'm kind of curious. So if you're one of those people, please do me a favor and write into our show. 
Uh, <laughs> it's 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 Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Facebook. It's at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HD Six Hundred Seven to talk about the show. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I kind of want to know what the pitch is. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be an asshole. I just kind of want to know why you love that movie. I just out of curiosity. You know, maybe the double feature. Maybe we take out. Piranha, we take out Wanda the Dead. It probably should have been a double feature with Mac and me. Ooh. You know, that, I think that would have been more in line. Well, we, so. we are getting a Gremlins reboot, by yes. the way. That's, that's, that rumor is now out there. I don't think Joe Dante has anything to do with it. I think he does. Is it, he does wrote he? it. Does he? Did he? Yeah. Is, is that what they're saying? Is he wrote it? I believe so. Well, I, I, I saw something about it recently. Okay, that's remember. fine. You, you I, surprised I, me I, with that, so I, I don't have my homework No, no, done. that's fine. I'm pretty sure. I, 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 I know how much I consume in reading, so sometimes yeah, I don't. So I hope he has something to do with it, because I love Joe Dante, and I love his work. Uh, but Joe Dante did not have anything to do with Sleepwalkers. Just no, throwing that out there. No. He's only on there for Piranha. <laughs> I, I want to save the great name of Joe Dante. But yeah, if you guys do like uh, Sleepwalkers, please write in. And like I said, I mean, there's no, no judgments. I just kind of want to know what the allure to the movie is. I understand that a lot of people love the Stephen King book version of it, which is a lot different because as we know, anytime there's an adaptation of book to movie, it's always different. Yeah. Um, but I, I just never put two and two together with, with that. Yeah, but I always thought I, they were like cat I, or rat I watched people. it one time when I was in my teens when they came out in that, what, 92? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Incest but, love between there was incest cat love. slash rat people. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't there be? I, oh, I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to rewatch it. I think we should. Mike's never seen it, so maybe maybe we should get together on what. Like, first of all, we need to start getting together on these movie nights. Maybe once a month, we'll set aside a time to watch some movies together. Maybe on one of them, we'll just watch some real bad ones because I want to watch good ones too. But or actually, maybe we'll I'll mix it Luke. in. I'll how get about, Luke to show up because he'll about, watch those. With here, you. Here's here. No, here's what the thing is. What we do is we mix it in. We do a good one, a bad one, and then another good one. So that way, we're at least sandwiching with good ones, and then we watch. So we'll watch, you know, uh, that Cat Mungo movie you want us to watch. We'll watch that. Then we'll watch sleepwalkers because then you're at least you got to see a good movie before it and then we'll watch a good movie after it let's pick another pick of one and that way we can watch and then we can talk about it on the podcast the following week and we can have the listeners watch you know and they can send in questions and stuff or st- and thoughts that we can read on there right I mean, that'd be fun uh but yeah we should do that sometime I think that'd sleepwalkers be cannot be i don't think we can do all crappy movies in one night because i would probably fall asleep or leave before the end of all three <laughs> uh but but definitely to watch sandwich it i'd be all right yeah i'd be all right i'm in and you've never seen that one, so that fits in. So yeah. it will fit into at least somebody in the room hasn't seen it. You know, sometimes I feel like I have seen part of it. I just, I Probably. if I did, I know I didn't watch the whole thing. Real, they have a '60s soundtrack, '60s and '50s yeah. soundtrack to yeah, it. It's got the old convertible. Mm-hmm. I could be confusing it with Skinwalkers too. I don't. You know. could be they, they, two different it's, movies, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, they just go into look into the, the mom and son move into the new town just to get their virgin. <laughs> you know, sure, version fixing, brother. Yeah, that's, sure. That's what they were looking for. That's why I never put two and two together that it was vampires. vampires Neither I, did I. That, they don't look like vampires, and I don't. And I, I, when we rewatch this, I'll have to pay attention. I don't think they ever mentioned them as being vampires. They don't, because I would have remembered that. Yeah, because they look like cat slash rat people. Cat people. I always thought it was like this cat. Like when they do the human form of them, they look like cats. Like their yeah. facial features come like cats. They kind of remind me of the makeup for the Beauty and the Beast TV yeah. show from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The when they do the other form of them, where they are in their natural form, they look like rats because they're big, yeah. naked, like rat-looking yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Sure, but we'll definitely watch it. I'm in because because why not? 
Why not? Why not? <laughs> but if you like the movie, I'm still t- putting it out there. Horizon 607 on Facebook, at Horizon 607 on Twitter, hashtag HD607. Let us know. If you have any comments about anything else, also feel free to throw in the, your information because we like talking to you guys. While you're there, also rate and review our uh, Facebook page. Uh, help us out. Give us some five-star ratings. Help us up. Tell people why they should pay attention to Horizon 607. And also make sure you're sharing our podcast because we'd love to have more listeners. Uh, Algeria is kicking up their game, man. Are we honest, the, US. Are we like 301st? Uh, we're like 350th. So wow. we've moved up 19 spots. Nice. Pretty good stuff. Thank Pretty you, Algeria. Stuff. Algeria Thank stepping you. up the game, leading the charge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we're going to be doing my favorite segment in the show. We're going to talk some horror. So we will be right back. You're listening to Horror Zone 607. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the zone. It's time to talk some horror. And uh, this week, uh, we've done this periodically before, and we've kind of gone through decades and such of like favorite horror movies of decades and etc. And we've we've teased it before, and now we're just kind of going to jump into it. Uh, we're doing uh, we're going to go by years, and we decided to start in 1980. So here's what's going to happen. What we're going to do is we're not going to it's not a list. It's not going to be the top ten uh, horror movies in 1980. We're not doing it that way. What we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're going to look at the movies that came out in 1980. Uh, Some of them will be lesser known movies. A lot of them will be more known movies. And we're just going to kind of give our opinions, not reviews, but opinions of those movies. And uh, hopefully that kind of turns on a conversation with you guys. And if it's something that you would be interested in, you know, maybe in the future we might do some movie nights featuring some of these movies. So uh, we always want to hear your opinions. And if uh, you want to visit the Facebook page, Horrorzone607, or uh, uh, tweet us at Horrorzone607, remember to use the hashtag HD607. Go ahead and uh, comment and talk about some of these movies. Some of these might be your favorite movie, and we would like to hear that. And some of these you might absolutely hate and loathe. We'd like to hear that, too. Even amongst us, there's movies on these lists that Mike likes and I don't, and that Ron likes and that he doesn't. And some of them, some of us have seen, and some of them we haven't seen. So we're just going to go through and kind of like spot a shotlight. But we figured we'd start in the golden age of horror, which to us is the decade of the 1980s. Right. 1980 to 1989, the golden age of horror. Uh, So we're going to start there. We're going to kind of go, mind you, this is not going to be every week for the next 10 weeks, you know, periodically, but over the next few months, we will work our way through the 80s every so often doing this segment. So we're going to start in 1980, and then eventually I think we're going to go backwards too. We'll go 1980s, we'll probably do the 1990s, then maybe we'll jump back to the 70s, and then we'll go into the the 2010s again, because we've done that before as a long-form list, but we haven't gone year by year. Yeah, we did the 90s too, but... 
Yeah, be but, a little I mean, bit different. But, but going year by year, we can showcase some stuff that didn't exactly. make the top of the list, or exactly. even even make you know, because something like uh, Sleepwalkers wasn't making that list at all. No, and it was when not we did on the 90s, that list. And now it came out in 1992. So when we talk about 1992, maybe that'll be the second time ever you hear us talk about Sleepwalkers. But that probably won't be for another six months. I think we should but, bring it up every week now. <laughs> well, no, that that spot belongs to Freddy's Dead for good reason. Yeah, and also Crystal Reed. Oh well, yes, yes, Crystal Reed does, <laughs> I, is in that. I spot. digress. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, now we're going to jump into 1980. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn over to Mike. Mike's got it written down. He's going to list the Mind you, these are in no order. We're not doing these in any order. So I don't want you guys to think that the first one he lists is our favorite or the least favorite. No order at all. And we're just going to talk about it. Once again, not full-on review, but we're going to talk about it. If there's something you want to see us full-on review, once again, that's what the Twitter and Facebook is for. Also, join the conversation. We'd like to hear your thoughts. These are just going to be brief thoughts on every movie that we came across from 1980 and whether you should watch it or not, in our opinion. Right. So I'll start off with uh, probably the only DVD I ever gave away after watching the movie. I gave it to our good friend Luke. Uh, disturbed me to no end, and that would be the um, original Maniac. Oh, it's so good. See, I'm the opposite on you on this. I love Maniac. I think it's a great movie. Uh, of course, the the makeup of that movie done by the great Tom Savini. As a matter yeah. of fact, Tom Savini has one of the greatest death scenes ever yeah. in the history of film in that movie, Yeah, uh, which is a shotgun blast to the head that he sat in on, and it was his head that exploded. He was actually the one that was running up the hood of the car and did the shooting. Like, yeah, he, he knew shot himself. Yeah, he shot himself. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, the practical effects in that are oh, unlike so anything I've ever seen. Uh, very realistic, and it was very disturbing. Synopsis of the movie real quick. It is uh, about a loner. Uh, he is uh, he's kind of a lonely guy. He doesn't really kind of equate to people too well. He starts to kind of stalk women. Uh, he does have to get a love interest in the movie, but yeah. while he's doing this, he's also stalking women in New York City, and he scalps them after he kills them yeah yeah it's pretty brutal and then well uh, he puts their uh, scalps on mannequins yes that's as well yes and uh, yes. kind of yeah and the girl that he ends up crushing on is one that got away believe it or not yeah uh he was stalking her and then kind of had a soft spot and then they start talking and later on she of course discovers his grisly uh doings and yeah it's, it's a good movie it's a good watch it is disturbing it is very graphic uh but i it's one of those movies that uh you definitely should watch yeah if you like practical effects this one is for you savini does an amazing job yeah he really does uh, next up is a movie I've never actually seen before, but I've heard a lot about, and that would be Cannibal Holocaust. Ooh, I have seen this, and I have seen uh, There was huge controversy with Cannibal Holocaust when it came out. Uh, people thought it was a real-life snuff film. The synopsis of this film is that it's a group of scientists who are traveling through the Amazon who come across a group of uh, aborigines, if you Well, aborigines are in... Uh, Australia, So, you know, native people who have never seen technology or the white man, if you will. Uh, they come into this, this area and they think that they're preparing them for a meal. And they're no, they're not preparing them a meal. They're, they are preparing them to be the meal because this is a cannibal group. And uh, believe it or not, it came under huge fire uh, from the MPAA and also law authorities because they thought it was a snuff film to the point that they had to produce the actors who were in the movie so they would stop, so they would not arrest the director for killing people for real. <laughs> True story. You don't get huh. you don't get any better press than that. It is a good, it's a gruesome movie. Uh, the Peta people are not fond of this movie because there is death of uh, a few animals in the movie. Uh, those are the only real deaths in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the Peta people do not like this movie too much. And so if you're one of them, don't avoid it because you're going to feel bad about it. But other than that, it is a good watch. It is one another one of the brutal ones. And it, obviously, it's graphic enough that uh, people thought it was a snuff film. So once again, if you're a horror yeah, fan, it's, it's worth a watch as a legendary movie. Ron? Yeah, no, I. 
I stumbled across this one. It, it's a for me, it was a hard watch. I mean, I, I I'm not one for all the guts and gore, but yeah, I, from I, what I, I hear, it's like right up there with like the Turkish movie, and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. Like, so. I, I made I made it through, but it was one and done for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Once again, I want to point out. It was a snuff film. Like they thought it was a snuff yeah. film. Yeah. See, I don't think that'd be my cup of tea as much as I love horror. I, I get it. It's, it's not for everybody, it. but if you find yourself that you like those realistic horror movies and a lot of cool special graphics, like practical, because this is all practical. It's not CGI. It's it's a good movie to watch. Yeah. It's a legendary. It's, it's a legendary horror movie. Hostile style. Like, yeah. yeah. If you're into hostile, you're into this. <laughs> That's for sure. You have to have it. And I'm not a huge into the hostile guys. I have seen this movie once. I've never watched it a second time. It is disturbing. But once again, it does. I understand its place in the uh, history yeah. of horror, and I also understand that it's got a really cool backstory. Let's be honest, right? Like <laughs> when you when you when you have a when you arrest the director and producer of the movie and go, yeah, you're going to prison for murder, and you have to produce the the, the actors to prove that this was not real. That is when you've you've won. You've won the day. That's better than even the Blair Witch scam. Uh, when people thought Blair Witch was real. Yeah, you gotta love this era. Not long yeah. before that was I Spit on Your Grave, which, oh, yeah. oh my god, we won't even get started about that. Last House on the Left, also yeah. kind of like, like it looks like a snuff film as well. Like, there was a lot of stuff there that was blurred the lines between then. real and fake. It really was. Uh, next on my list, I have got one of the most underrated slasher movies, uh, in my opinion, of all time. Uh, one of Jamie Lee Curtis's roles, uh, Terror Train. Yeah, great. Do you want to get the snaps of this? Because I gave the snaps to the other ones. So Terror Train is pretty simple. Um, when uh, some high school kids play a prank on uh, a young boy, I believe they're in middle school. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think they might be in middle, middle school or early high school. Yeah. Yeah. But they play a prank on a boy who has a crush on a girl. And um, when they, you know, when, when everything kind of comes clean, they he finds out that they're just pranking him. I guess he ends up in like a mental hospital or something. They don't really know exactly what happens. So I have to, I haven't seen the movie in so long. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, uh, kind of fast forwards, um, the same students are going, I believe it's on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, they take a train, and uh, it's just like a night of fun on a train. David Copperfield is there, he's doing magic. That's true. He's in this movie. Um, but one by one, these people that were involved in the prank on this kid start getting murdered. Uh, somebody wearing a strange looking, he's got a couple different strange looking masks that he uses, and... Um, so, you know, it's a pretty straightforward yeah, yeah. slasher right, synopsis. Right. I was just going to say. Just but it's got David Copperfield in yes, it. Yes, David Copperfield is in the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It is an underrated slasher film. I, I agree that it should be watched. It's, it's definitely up there. It's a good movie. So, And, of course, the scream queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I think it was one of the... It was kind of getting towards the, the tail end of the scream queening. Well, the year later, I was going to say the year later, she's in Halloween too. Yeah, but it was so, kind of the tail end of it. She started yeah. taking more serious roles. Or no, shortly thereafter, roles. I was going to say shortly thereafter, we're doing uh, trading places, exactly. And et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, yeah. But at this point in juncture, it's, 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 it, I think that it's her second best movie with Halloween being number one. I as disagree far as because there's a couple of other ones the same year that came out that had Jamie Lee in it. Um, the next one is I, I think Terror Train is better than this next one, but Prom Night. Yes, she probably she was, was in Prominent. She, she was, was good. I mean, I'm, I'm saying she was in a bunch, but I'm, I still I still would stand by Terror Train being better than everything except for Halloween, right? That, okay. That's all I stand by. But yes, uh, Prom Night. Uh, we've we've actually gone over. Uh, we've talked about the the sequel. Well, not sequel. Sorry, the remake. Uh, on one of the other uh, lists. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, synopsis of this is uh, Crazed Killer kills some people on prom night. 
<laughs> Again, pretty there, straightforward. There you go. I mean, I'm not going to. I don't think we need to dive no. any further than that. That's no. really what happens. And uh, it's it's the first. I do believe the original is better than the remake. I, oh I think I God, said yeah. I said that before, and I'll say it again. And it's definitely worth a watch. Great slasher movie. Once again, the great Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yeah. The only thing I would say about that is if it's something you want to see and you're interested in seeing it, um, it, it's worth purchasing. I would say. But there's a newer version that's on Blu-ray. Get that because the older versions that are on DVD, like the one I have, they filmed it very poorly it was mm-hmm. very dark in a lot of scenes and you can't even see what's going on they cleaned it up same, so, same with my bloody valentine i would say even though that didn't come out in 1880 or well just plug that for that too. get the newer updated version of it on blu-ray they cleaned it up it looks a lot it's nicer. also got a lot of the deleted scenes yeah in it, so and the deleted scenes are not cleaned up by the way because yeah they're pretty rough they're pretty rough but, but it's because it shows. it shows that they were deleted yeah but the, the actual movie itself is actually not as grainy and gritty as the original so right it's better to watch those versions so i'm with mike on that always always if there's an, a re not like an updated version that gets touched up. It's always better to watch those because some of these from the early 80s, they're, they're rough. They were. They're rough. They were. Um, next on my list is one of my guilty pleasure movies. Uh, I love watching this every single October once October hits, and that would be Motel Hell. Motel Hell. Cult classic. I was going to say, we've ta- you've talked about it before. Give the synopsis, Mike. Um, this one is basically, uh, there's a, a girl stumbles across a hotel. Uh, some, I believe it's supposed to be in California. I know they filmed it in California. Um, and she comes across um, a brother and sister that run this hotel. And uh, she starts falling in love with the, the, the guy that owns the place. And, um, you know, the sister, he's got a sister there that's, that's pretty strange. And, you know, little by little, she starts kind of, she defends him, but other motorists come and go and they, they kind of think he's weird. And she kind of keeps defending him. And uh, basically what he's doing is he's taking any passersby, anybody that stops at this motel, um, or anybody that's even driving down the street, and uh, he uh, he abducts them and buries them in the ground like they're plants to ripen them to basically kill them and make them into uh, like sausage products, yes, meat yes, products. Yes, yes. So uh, it's actually kind of a campy, comedic. Great, great Ron's premise, rubbing his stomach way. right now. <laughs> great premise. Kind of hungry. Hey, just remember, Soylent Green is people <laughs> <laughs> yes it is but check out motel hall it is a great like i said it's a guilty pleasure movie of mine and it's got nice. cliff clavin from cheers in it yes <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> not at all uh so moving on the next one on my list is going to be one of i think everybody in this room's all-time favorites uh should be anyway and that would be stephen king's although it's not stephen king's uh the shining it'd be uh stanley kubrick's the shining. stanley kubrick's directed uh, it yes and he's he, yeah, stephen he, king doesn't he wrote it. he wrote the book yeah. stephen king wrote the book stanley kubrick directed it and in a lot of people's opinions and this is why stephen king doesn't like this version the, the movie is actually better than the book yeah and in my opinion is 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 it is as well uh i'm sorry i know that's going to kill some of the literature fans out there but i i like the book those the movie version the stanley kubrick shot way better uh reasons being as the things that he changed and the way he did it was great of course we know uh how he he tortured shelly long on this on shelly this, duvall shelly duvall sorry I, I said the wrong name there uh, you were thinking I, of cheers I was thinking because about of- cheers because you brought up <laughs> cheers how funny is that i went off topic because you thought you brought up cheers but yeah shelly duvall he tortured her during these yeah she was talking about redoing scenes like a hundred times making her like like making it so she couldn't sleep all sorts of crazy stuff that he did to her to get the performance he wanted he got uh, it i mean nowadays it probably would be illegal Probably, probably. Of course, great. The one of the greatest uh, characters ever brought to the screen would be Jack Nicholson. 
yeah. and his uh, is you know an all work and uh, all work and no play makes Johnny a, a dull boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, 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 him. Of course, the most famous line of a movie possibly ever is in this movie. Here's Johnny as he axes his way through a door. Uh, the movie is so good; it's, it keeps you off balance. I love some of the tricks that Kubrick used in this movie. Uh, I know I'm going into kind of a full review, and I'm kind of trying not to. That's but okay. It's a great movie to talk it's about. A, I mean, the, just the way that they show different outside views of the outlook, uh, and then inside is not the same. So you, it always disorients you. As the viewer, you're disoriented to right. where things are yeah. taking place, which helps with the movie. It's That was an amazing tool that he and, used. And how many times do I talk about atmosphere on the show? I mean, I don't know that there's a better movie with you know when you talk about atmosphere. I'm going to say, I will say right this. Up there. This movie is probably the in an artistic way probably the most artistic horror movie of all time i think it is it's sharp very art house yeah. it looks good but it has the whole feelings you want it has the suspense that you want it has the atmosphere that you want it is you have a sense of dread through most of this movie uh you have the probably the two creepiest uh side characters with the, the twins uh, yep. That's pretty creepy. As a matter of fact, the fun part about that is we had uh, two little girls at Scarecon last year yeah. dress up as the twins from that. And uh, that was during the Jeepers Creepers uh, panel, which Derek was frozen on stage. And as you know, <laughs> Derek from Three Fenders is super scared of everything. Uh, Jonathan Breck, though, invited these twins to sit in the front row. They never broke character once. They held hands and stared blankly, never breaking character, and, and freaked their girls. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. They, they were walking around the con at first before they were. They didn't even see them yet. Yeah. They came Ooh. by our table, and I'm there, you know, doing PR stuff and giving and, out candy, and and they're just standing there, like just staring you, at you, just staring, and then they're like, "Do you want to come and play with us?" Ron's I'm like, like, you're the best. I'm like, dude, you need to find Diesel, the, the fat guy, the fat guy with the red beard, and just Sarah. So I think that's why they went up front. I'm like, I think he's on stage. I wow. think that's why they went up up there to look. And Josh trained two little girls and, to act that and way. And then they just stared at him the whole time. I'm like, that's awesome. It was so creepy. It was so good. But they, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, they, they were that. awesome. Oh, yeah. man, that was day two. Yeah, you were in town, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, that was the day a lot of cosplaying. There was a really good yeah, Jason they, cosplayer there Yeah, because well. they had the Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. I missed a good time. Because my girlfriend wanted to go to a, a, a haunt that got rained out. So it didn't well, do anything. This year, yeah, you have plans already, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And Scarecon will be in Rochester this year. So we'll yes, it will. Well. And I'll be spending the weekend up there this time. Absolutely. All right. Next on the list is one of the better haunted house movies I think has probably ever been made. And I, I don't know that there's been a, a lot of... I don't know that there's ever really been one that I would consider to be just earth-shattering and amazing, although there's some that I like a lot, but The Changeling is definitely one of the better ones starring the um, the phenomenal late George C. Scott. It's it's good. I, I'd let you more talk about this because it's good, but you know my feelings on Haunted House movies. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a musician um, that takes up residence in an old house, and he starts hearing like i think little kids running around if i can if i remember right it's been a long time yeah, since i've like seen the, this what, what you think are little kids running around yeah, yeah um but he finds out that the house is haunted and he kind of unravels the mystery little by little while he's yeah. staying in the house but w another one of the from what i remember of it um because i mean again it's probably been over a decade since i've seen it um very very atmospheric again oh yeah so it's a good Which i guess really it's a good movie i'm just not a big fan of uh, that's just you know i'm just not a big fan of the the haunted house movies and uh, it's a good movie though it is it is a good movie if i was a fan of that genre more i think i'd be into it more but i just am not yeah i, I think what probably sold me more on that one was just george c scott's performance in it in general he was so good because he was great and everything so 
Um, and then next on my list would be my second favorite Jamie Lee Curtis starring movie to Halloween, and that would be The Fog. Ooh, The Fog is good. I don't know. I just, I like Terror. I, I, you know me, I'm a slasher guy, so that's the only reason I rate Terror Train above that. But The Fog is really good. The original version of The Fog is really yeah, good. Yeah, don't watch the, the remake, 2005 yeah, remake. No, no, no. If you're going to watch that, instead watch The Mist, because The Mist is really good. <laughs> yeah. But don't watch The yeah. Fog from 2005, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so don't watch the remake. Watch the original. But Mike, give the synopsis of Fog for anybody who hasn't. It's a legendary movie, so I don't know who hasn't seen it, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, it's a little town that's on a bay on the ocean, and, um,. They, uh, there was a, a murder, um, there was a leper colony, um, that was murdered on a boat, um, like a hundred years before or 200 years before. I, you know, I can't remember how many years before. I, I think it was a hundred years earlier. And, um, strange paranormal activity begins, um, kind of quickly into the movie. And, uh, you find out that it's, um, like zombie slash ghost versions of, uh, the people that were murdered. Uh, they come back to the town and uh, on the anniversary, and they're killing anybody that gets in their way, and mostly going after relatives of the people that were responsible for murdering them. Um, another one of the most atmospheric movies I've ever seen. Uh, great cast. It's got, uh, as we mentioned, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Adrian Barbeau's in it. Um, the amazing Tom Atkins, who can't keep his shirt or pants on in anything that he's ever <laughs> been in. He's in it. Um, sleeps with Jamie Lee Curtis 30 seconds after he meets her. It's phenomenal. Uh, so great cast, uh, great atmosphere, uh, great ghost story. Maybe my favorite ghost story of any movie I've ever seen, and it's another one that uh, it's an October tradition for me. Absolutely, as it should be, as a classic movie. And then finally, the biggest movie I would say we probably all agree on. Uh, I know The Shining's tough to beat, but the biggest, uh, most iconic movie that came out in 1980, Friday the 13th. Absolutely. We talked about I don't think we need to give the synopsis for this, but if you need to give the synopsis for it, uh, camp counselors getting killed. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Enough said. If you don't know, of course, the legal battles that we bitch about, uh, I don't think that there's... What else could we say? Uh, I mean, <laughs> one of the most iconic franchises of all time started in 1980 with the original Friday the 13th. And a great movie overall. So, I mean, there's nothing else that we can say about that. Although, uh, so that, that does it for the list for 1980. If there was something we missed that you thought we should put on there, please let us know. If there's any of those movies that you want to hear us review in, like, long form, go ahead and throw it out there. Because I'm sure we would have no problem doing it. Uh, especially because some of them I'd like to see again. But I do have a little bit of breaking news before what? we Ooh. actually uh, to turn off uh, today and go to the end. And uh, there is a horror movie adaptation of the 60s variety show, The Banana Split coming yeah. out and it has just gotten rated I mean it was teased earlier in the year it's just gotten rated and it is rated R for violence and gore so sci-fi uh, well Warner Brothers uh, home entertainment with in, 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 in coalition with sci-fi is putting out the banana splits adventure horror adventure oh, no, sorry it, it was it was based on the banana splits adventure hour and it's going to be called I guess it's just going to be called the banana splits I could be wrong it doesn't really say on here if they're calling it something different it does say that it has been given a hard R for gore and violence amazing <laughs> And that it will be released on uh, Blue Ribbon content from Warner Brothers Television Group's digital studio via Warren Brothers, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment release that will be followed by the television debut on Sci-Fi, so much like how the Leprechaun Returns movie came out. It will be released. <laughs> uh, hopefully this is better. It, it sounds a lot better. I hope better. so. Uh, this is the synopsis of this movie. 
In the upcoming horror thriller, a boy named Harley and his family, brother Austin, mother Beth, and father Mitch, attend a taping of the Banana Splits TV show, which is supposed to be a fun-filled birthday for young Harley and business as usual for Rebecca, the producer of the series. But things take an unexpected turn, and the body count quickly rises. Can Harley, his mom, and their new pals safely escape? Sounds phenomenal. Uh, the film stars Danny Kind, uh, Finley Watek Hissing, Romeo, uh, Romeo Career, Steve Lund, and Sarah Canning. Uh, and is directed, and I can't, I'm going to butcher this name so bad, is, is directed uh, by Danishka Esterha- Esterhazy. Sorry if I butchered that. And, it was, and the script and the script was writ, writ the script was written by Jed Elnuf and Scott Thomas. Sounds like a lot of like Norwegian people involved or something Swedish maybe. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, so look, keep you on the lookout. There's no that I, I just thought that was a good article. That that was me just kind of the regurgitating that and getting a little quick uh, information there. Sorry if it came off a little rough, but. Yeah, that's, I saw that and went, are you kidding me? So the Banana Splits, which is TV family fun, is now going to be a horror movie coming to you soon from Warner Media slash sci-fi. Uh, and I, I might actually check this one out. It doesn't have a release date, sorry guys, but uh, it does have a rating now. And it's rated R for gore and violence, strong violence. So it's not going to disappoint, I guess. Uh, apparently. No. All right. All right, well, so going into the close once again, uh, if you have any thoughts on the show, please visit our uh, Facebook page, Horror Zone 607. While you're there, like and share that page. If you already do that, uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Could you also rate and review it to help out this show? Because we're uh, out here trying to like make the show as good and as far uh, reaching as we can. Also, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Zone 607 for all the social medias to join our conversation. Please use the hashtag HZ607 and uh, also visit 8 122productions.com uh, where you can read some of Mike C's past reviews. On top of that, you can also stream and download all of our previous uh uh, this episode and all our previous episodes of the Horizon 607 podcast right from 8122productions.com. Uh, it's it's a good tool as uh, as well. So visit that and this things get better and more. Also, pretty soon we'll be launching the Horizon 607 uh, uh, YouTube channel. Just yes. uh, putting that out there. I am going to be launching that within the next couple, few, couple weeks, two, three weeks, uh, as that's part of the next phase of our uh, development here. So you'll be able to find our, uh, we've got a couple of them on there on the 8122 Productions channel, but uh, we'll you'll start to see some of the audio. Actually, maybe even this one. Maybe by the weekend I might put it up there so it'll have a little video or little screenshots while we talk so you can listen to this audio there. Plus, also, there'll be videos and other, other things coming up that we're going to be doing through YouTube and the Horizon 607 channel. So keep your eyes posted for that we'll let you know when that launches launches full time uh, if you keep your eyes on our social medias and also on this program yeah next week we're also going to have uh some some footage from rich's uh bike ride in cleveland so uh, that'll be fun we'll get that right up on all of our our uh sites but i think i don't think that can go on youtube they have they have strict they policies, have strict policies about man <laughs> we'll have to put like goodness. blurbs over things or something we'll, have to, we'll, we'll, we'll get fancy i wish i could say it was a big blurb but <laughs> <laughs> with that being said that's going to do it for our show this week. We want to thank y'all for listening once again, and we will be back at it again next week with more horror movie news and talking a lot of horror. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.